Hey, you're listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. Sovereign Grace Music exists to produce Christ-exalting songs and training for local churches from local churches. For more information and free resources, you can check out SovereignGraceMusic.org. Thanks for joining us. Welcome to Sound Plus Doctrine. My name is David Zimmer. I'm Bob Coughlin. And we have Devin Coughlin again with us, which is yes. such a privilege and joy. Good to be here once again. Uh, great for you to be here. So um, good. Bob, what are we talking about today? Today, we are going to be talking about shepherding souls mm. through song. Mm. Um, it's a topic that has been on my heart for decades, I think, and one that I've uh, spoken on various conferences. Devin has uh, participated in some of those as well, and just thought it would be helpful to talk about the role, basically, of singing in the church. You know, what, what's happening, especially for a leader, what's happening when someone is leading the singing? Because we, mm. it's always been a source of conflict in the church, and there are a lot of different ways of thinking about it, not all of which are helpful. You know, sometimes people think of music as the warm-up for the sermon. And I'm sure, right. Dave, we've had conversations about yeah, this. Yeah, um, yeah. Your experience has been Yeah, so I, I feel like a lot of the context that I came from, uh, it can have the tendency to be, uh, we have to put songs at the beginning, and if there's time, we'll put songs at the end. Yeah. And so it's a different approach to... Um, what what really are we doing in the singing? Yeah. What's yeah. the reason for why we and that's, have yeah, chosen that's, songs? Yeah. That's kind of the question we want to get at is yes. what what are we doing when we're singing? So sometimes it's um you know it's it's meant to be a performance. It's a display of excellence and skill. Mm. And you know the better it is, the better it is. You know mm. the more skilled, the more talented, the more produced. That's what we're going for. And right. that's one way people think about singing. Um, I know in the church growth movement, like in the late 90s or in the 90s, early 2000s, um, and probably still today, people think of music as a means of just drawing crowds. Mm-hmm. You know, if the preaching's average, you know, <laughs> make the music good. <laughs> or if right. the preaching's great, bring the music up to the caliber of the preaching. Right. And, you know, right. do, do the best song, the latest songs, do, do them with, you know, excellence and, and what you want to do with excellence, but overemphasized right. to the point where, you know, the better our music, the bigger the crowd. Yeah. Well, and it's such a drawing point, especially for young people. I want music that I like and I want it to sound the way I like it. And yeah. so I go to that church and it draws me in. Yeah, it becomes and... a standard by which we evaluate. Oh, yeah. Should I be a part of this church? Right. And it's it. not just like younger people. It yeah. can be... You know, older mm-hmm, people mm-hmm. like myself, um, you know, big choir, big orchestra, like how good is the music, yeah. you mm-hmm. know, and, and that becomes the means of growing yeah. a church. Yeah. Which is... Way, and it, it's the principle, um, it's where we derive our identity oftentimes, uh, or mm. churches, mm. they mm. define themselves, it can be easy to define themselves as, oh, we're a contemporary church. Or yeah. we're, based we're on the music, or- orchestra, choir, church. Yes, um, and that's the kind of people that we're going to draw. Interesting, right? Huh? Yeah, and that really plays into it. Uh, it can be an expression of uh, you know m- creativity, God's creativity and beauty, and so that's where you get people saying, "Well, why can't we just like have instrumentals?" Mm. You know, because it's it's an expression of of God's creativity and His beauty, and it affects people, and it brings glory to God. And I'd say, well, maybe, you know, that kind of mm. depends on who's listening. Mm. 
because the same instrumental piece will have a different effect in different people mm-hmm. depending on how they're processing it. Right. So anyway, that's how some people think of it. Um, you know, sometimes music is thought of just as an opportunity to give glory to God, you know, give him our best. Mm. Well, you know, we're here to give God our best, to which the question naturally would be, well, what is your best? Who defines, yeah. who defines best. your yeah, best? Is your best sound the um, best? Yeah. And yeah, that can be a hard question to answer. Yeah, yeah. Uh, You know, what is excellence? What is skill? Mm. So, I mean, it's, it's this conversation that's been going on for centuries, really, and I found that this one thing, one approach that's rarely mentioned in this topic is the idea that songs can be used to shepherd people's souls. Mm. And it's something mm. I've been thinking about for, oh, wow, at least 20 years. Um, when I came to Maryland to work alongside C.J. Mahaney, he... Uh, every Sunday I'd lead, and he would talk to me afterwards, uh, come up and you know sh- say thank you for leading, you know, and then share these encouraging thoughts, if there were any. And then he'd say, now just a few things that I might change, um, and he'd talk about just very briefly this, this, that. Those began to sow into me the the, the idea, the concept that this is more than just about me like having fun or playing what's popular or getting people emotionally, you know, engaged. Or even just picking a couple songs. Or just picking songs. Or doing your thing. Yeah, that's right. And Mm. over those those first few years, this this concept of, you know, pastoring through song, shepherding through song began to to form. And I remember doing a seminar uh, teaching in 2001 on, I think it was called this catchy title, Corporate Worship Through pastoral care through corporate worship, hmm. or seeing seeing corporate worship as pastoral care. Hmm. And that's just grown in me as a conviction and, and a way of processing what, what we're supposed to be doing hmm. when we're in front of people leading songs. And it's, it's I, you know, um, uh, there's just not a lot of conversation about it. Right. Um, I think Zach Hicks wrote a book a few years ago, The Worship, Worship Pastor. Pastor. Um, but beyond that, there's just not a lot of conversation. So I thought it'd be really helpful for us to yep. just bat these things around. Well, and pastoral care, I mean, even that in its, uh, even that statement as a worship leader seems like... <laughs> What is that? Right. Yeah. yeah. It's usually uh, just, hey, this is a church member that wants to volunteer and serve its time, and so they're going to pick a couple songs that are not like yeah. too hard to sing, and or it's the opposite of just this is a really great, talented, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. personality that's really comfortable on stage and can lead a band and plays well, plays well, has a great voice, and and I I just think like looks good as a bonus, yeah, and I just think. <laughs> Like how pastoral care? How, how does that even apply to yeah. these two categories? Yeah, you know wh- what is a church even looking for in terms of worship leader? Yeah, and that's that's how I think I'd put it. Like when when we think of who do you want to have lead your music, is this a category? It should be a category. Mm-hmm. Can yes. they shepherd people's souls? Hmm. Did, were you gonna say? Anything? I, well, I wouldn't even say it should be a category. It should be one of the primary yes, categories. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Um, and yeah, just so so critical 
that we have a framework for uh, what takes place as we gather yeah. and what the priorities are. Um, and I mean, the different priorities we've mentioned, is it just to, just to draw people in? Is it just to have somebody, this is what churches do. I mean, I think a lot of, mm-hmm. a lot of churches, uh, can, we can gather to sing just because that's what we're supposed to do Yeah. Uh, without ever seriously contemplating why are we to do this? Yeah. Um, right. And, and in one sense, we can easily dismiss the formational aspect of what we do as we gather and what we do as, in particular in this case as we sing. Yeah. And in a lot of contemporary churches, there's been this division between what the musician does and what the pastor does. Oh, yeah. And sometimes they don't even know what they're doing. Oh, yeah. You know, what each other is doing, mm-hmm. which is, it seems to be out of step with the New Testament concept of you know, elders shepherding, pastoring a congregation, hmm. not just through the teaching, but through the whole meeting. You hmm. know, they're caring for God's people as under-shepherds. So every aspect of the meeting, whether it's the, you know, the, the call to worship, the announcements, the leading of the Lord's Supper, um, that's all a pastoral function. Hmm. Uh, so... Yeah, it's it's just a, a more comprehensive, holistic way of looking at what's going on in the meeting yeah. uh, to consider the music as a way of shepherding people's souls. Yeah, and I'm so fascinated by this conversation because I just think when you said it doesn't seem like people are having this conversation, <clears throat> I mean, I've been in ministry my whole life and have never really had this conversation. Mm. How does mm. pastoral care factor into picking songs? Yeah. Is it really more than just hey these, song? yeah pick these songs you know or sing <laughs> they these like songs. this one they like this one <laughs> so I, I'm I I love having this conversation well maybe it'd be good to start with uh, at least in this this session um, just talking about what a pastor does mm. and I want to make it clear that it's not saying we're not saying that um, you know the person leading should be a pastor I think that's ideal mm. I think the person leading your music being a pastor is ideal. But they should have a... But that's not always going to be the case. That's absolutely... And nor, yeah. nor should it be. Certainly in Sovereign Grace churches, yeah. it's not the case. Yeah, okay. Um, yeah. Most of... The majority of people who lead, guys who lead, are are uh, volunteers or... But you know, would part-time. you say that that person leading the singing should have a pastoral disposition? That's right. That's what I was about to say. And mm. you said it better mm. than I could. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yeah, pastoral heart. Um, yeah, it's just think like a pastor. Mm. So there are three scriptures... Uh, where the the roles or the functions of a pastor, God lays them out, you know, pretty clearly. Um, the first is First Peter five, one through two, and which says this: So I exhort the elders among you, shepherd the flock of God that is among you, exercising oversight, not under compulsion, but willingly, as God would have you, not for shameful gain, but eagerly. So two two aspects of the pastoral call are there. One is shepherd the flock of God. In other words, mm. care for the flock of God, care for their souls. Mm. And then exercising oversight, that's the leadership aspect. So I, maybe I should have started with just saying there, there are five roles that a pastor plays. They, they feed the flock, they lead the flock, they care for the flock, they protect the flock, and they're an example to the flock. Mm. So here's the scriptural support for that. So we just saw care for leadership. Then we have uh, 2 Timothy 4.2 that says, preach the word. One of the pastor's roles is to 
feed the flock, preach the word, be ready in season and out of season, reprove, rebuke, and exhort with complete patience and teaching. So they're, you know, it's a pastor's job not just to let their people go with every wind of doctrine that's out there, go with the, f- the flow of the culture, but to teach them the ways of the Lord. We see that emphasis throughout Scripture, that we are to know the ways of the Lord, the commands of God, who He is, what He's like. Mm. So that's the teaching aspect. And then there's Acts 20, 28 and 29, where Paul's speaking to the Ephesian elders, and he says, pay careful attention to yourselves. Mm. That's the aspect of be an example. This isn't just stuff you're passing on that you haven't personally experienced. Pay careful attention to yourselves and to all the flock in which the Holy Spirit has made you overseers, that's Mm -hmm. the leadership aspect again, to care for the church of God, that's the shepherding aspect, which he obtained with his own blood. Then he says this, I know that after my departure, fierce wolves will come in among you, not sparing the flock. Mm -hmm. And that's the aspect of protecting. Mm You know, we want to we want to set a guard around the, the flock, around the church, around the congregation, to protect them from the world, the devil, and their own flesh. And so, those are the roles of the pastor. I'm gonna jump in there. Yeah, um, yeah. I've been reading uh, recently the the care of souls. Um, by... In pursuit of your doctorate, I should say. No, that's just. Um... Oh, you're just reading it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just reading it. Well, that's great. <laughs> Not, I well, I wanted to throw well. in that you were pursuing a doctorate. <laughs> um, the uh, and it's been it's a great book. It's by uh, Harold. I don't know how to say his last name, um, so I'm just going to say Harold S. And uh, <laughs> and a w- wonderful book um, with its focus on how do, how does a pastor. Mm. Walk out this calling of caring for souls, but in, throughout mm. the book, uh, at one point he goes uh, gives this illustration, uh, which other people have used before, um, of of a sheepdog and how a sheepdog functions <laughs> in caring for a flock, mm. and uh, uh, the way he just paints his pictures is so compelling and encouraging. But the sheepdog is it's a dog, um, and I mean it, it's a dog. It's not the shepherd, the yeah, chief shepherd. Yeah, it's a yeah. dog, yeah. and they're uh, objective in life, what it looks like for them to be faithful is to do the shepherd's bidding. Mm. And uh, they're not, they don't have their own agenda. I love that. Uh, but they they live to serve the shepherd. Yeah. Um, and so they are protecting the flock from wolves. They are ensuring mm. Mm. that the flock goes where it's supposed to go. Um, they're 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 caring for their various needs as mm. seeks to yes. direct as an extension of mm. of the shepherd. Um, and the, what I love about the way he talks about it is the only way that the shep the sheepdog can do this is because it knows the shepherd and yeah. it spent so much yeah. time with the shepherd yeah. and knows uh, what the the shepherd's motions mean and knows what the shepherd's desires are mm-hmm. and. And then you you go and go watch a sheepdog do this, and you will see that sheepdog running with just boundless joy. I mean, mm. it's just mm. tail wagging, tongue out, <laughs> corralling those sheep, That's and so it's great. just it's yeah. the joy of its life to do what the shepherd wants it to do. Mm. And in so many ways, this is what we're called to do. Yes, um, as as under shepherds of the chief shepherd, and we find our joy in not not carrying out our own agenda. But out of a desire to to please the shepherd, mm. care for these sheep. 
Mm-hmm. And uh, I think it's just such a, I, I mean, as we were talking about, it's just such a needed conversation today and, and every day um, mm-hmm. for us, particularly as leaders uh, in the context of the church. Uh, and, and sadly, it's just, it can be very divorced from when we talk about music. Um, right. It yes. Just, yes. It just doesn't function. <laughs> Um, and we we can just go so quickly to what's what our agenda is and what we want to do and yes. our desires and what we define as excellence and greatness and all this stuff, and and miss the whole point that we're sheepdogs, yeah. right? Yes. And yes. we're here to to serve another. And then another another thing that I've just been reflecting on, which I think is pertinent to this conversation, um, if if we're to pastor in one sense a congregation, if we're to care for people through the songs that we sing, uh, then it means that we know them and are, are patient yeah, with yeah, them. Yeah. And yeah. that flies in the face of, I think, just kind of the the late modern push to and for mobility. Um, mm-hmm. And just, I can think in of... Mobility in what sense? I'm getting to that. Okay, I sorry. can think <laughs> of my uh, function in a church as, as oh. a job um, or oh, as yeah. a career path. Yeah. yeah. And so this is where God's got me right now. Yeah. And then I'm going to yes, move on to something right, else. Uh, right, I'm looking right. for that other opportunity, more benefits or the better place to live Climbing up the ladder. or right. whatever it is. And we and we we see ourselves as very transient in ministry oftentimes. Yeah. Um, but if our priority is to care for souls, mm. we mm. need to be in it for the long haul. Um, and our mm. disposition should be one that I'm content to die here caring yeah. for these people. Uh, because that's that's my priority. I, as I serve the chief shepherd, I want to care for these people well. Um, I want to see, I mean, as I serve in, in my church, I want to see babies born, and I want to see people die. Not that I want to see people die, oh, but yeah. I, that's, that's pretty <laughs> I want harsh. to walk with them through every season yeah, of their lives. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and I can only do their, that if I'm there for a long time. Um, and so mm. that priority of pastoring really does shift our conception of time in ministry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and again, you don't have to be a pastor per se. Yeah. It's just the idea of loving the church, loving God's people, loving the members of your church, loving your pastor. A number of years ago, there was a music ministry conference out in California, and they did a survey, you know, how long have you been in your position? And the average time that a music minister had been in a position was two years Wow. It's like, wow, there's hmm. just no way that you're going to get to know the people in your congregation that time, the way that you could over a longer period of time. Um, and it also speaks to just the value of of being in in one place for a long time. It's humbling. It's like as Devin was saying, it's not a it's not a climb. But it's, it's interesting. I think in in music ministry, it can be easy to think, all right, I've got these gifts and these abilities. And so I'm going to come here and I'm going to do my thing, and that's yeah. why they've hired me. Yeah. And yes. so for you, when you went to when you moved up to Maryland, and yeah. you were, you were hired to do something very specific, and you could have thought, you know what, like I mean, this is what got me here, so this is what I'm going to do. Yeah. And and people do that, and I think it's about two years where yeah. it's like, okay, people kind of get tired of that. <laughs> yes. And so whether it be you get tired of just doing your thing, or the people around you, they're they've grown used to it, and right. they're like, oh, that's great. Yeah. Um, and everybody's kind of like, all right, let's. Time for something else. Like yeah. we're, we've all right. kind of stagnated here because your thing is only good for two years, and you end mm-hmm. up seeing guys that are uh, your age. I mean, I've inter- interacted with different guys that are your age that have been in music ministry for a long time, and it's like almost they've become caricatures of themselves, mm-hmm. and they do mm-hmm. have to go from place to place. And, and it's sad to see they go from place mm-hmm. to place because their their thing that they do only has so much of a shelf life. 
Um, You'll tell me if I become a caricature myself. <laughs> I would. Okay. I would. Yeah. Well, and to, to jump into kind of what you're both saying uh, and just give a different perspective, I think uh, sometimes from a worship leader's perspective, the narrative we've heard is, that's the pastor. Yes. I, yes. I'm, I'm just... I'm, I'll do the music so that they can take care of shepherding yes. the flock and protecting the flock. And and I might be able to do that through the songs, but I'll just pick them and kind of see where the cards land yeah. almost. And I feel like what you're both saying is we're sort of raising the bar of what it means to actually be in a place and shepherd these people. And yeah. you have a role and responsibility that's greater than just... This is the career path, or yes. this is the place. And I think that's what's so helpful about this this sheepdog illustration, because you could be serving <clears throat> at a church, and you're just a, a member of that church, not a pastor. Don't feel called to be a pastor, and which I'm sure there are people listening to this that that are in that place. Yeah, yeah. And you're, but you're still a sheepdog. And so, yes, Jesus is the chief shepherd, uh, yeah, but yeah. he has under shepherds that are serving him. Right. And so. As you serve your church, you're 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 the cheap dog, right? And you're still doing the shepherd's bidding, and so yeah. the, the prime right. chief shepherd being Jesus Christ, but then also the pastors that you're serving. Yes, right. um, and so you're there to to carry out someone else's vision as they care for the church. Right. But that doesn't negate your call to care for these people. Right, it's a great way to say that. Yeah, I mean, this is how Paul. It, it just makes me think of First Corinthians four. Now, Paul is an apostle. He's in his distinct category. Mm. But he says about him and the other apostles, this then is how you ought to regard us, as servants of Christ Hmm. and as those entrusted with the mysteries God has revealed. Hmm. Now it is required that those who have been given a trust must prove faithful. Hmm. And I remember in Worship Matters, I would talk about the definition of worship leader, a faithful worship leader. That's what we're called to be, as faithful, and we're we're called to be faithful in what? Well, stewarding the mysteries that we've been trusted with, mm-hmm. which is the gospel of Jesus Christ, mm-hmm. the Word of God. And so as we stand before people, you know, you can think of that as, well, I'm a rock star. I mean, you won't say that, but you can mm-hmm. kind of think of yourself that way. You can think of yourself as, well, I'm someone who's, um, you know, uh, climbing the ministry ladder. Mm-hmm. You can think of yourself as, well, I'm an artist, and you know what I do is make beautiful music for the Lord for people to enjoy. Or you can think of yourself as just kind of an administrator, business person. You know, just kind of getting things done. You're in the cog, machine cog of the you know the church, and you're just just making it work. Or you can think of yourself as someone who has been trusted with the mysteries of God, which is the yes. gospel, the word of God. And you're wanting to shepherd those people mm. with those mysteries. Mm. You want to steward those mysteries in such a way that you'll hear the Lord say, well done, good and faithful servant. What a, so, what a joy. What a it, well, it, it is a joy. When Devin talked about that, um, the, this she, sheepdog just kind of yeah. <laughs> run around, tongue wagging, I thought of the number of... Yep leaders I've spoken to over the years who see leading as a burden. Yeah. Oh, and, and become embittered. Embittered, yeah. burnout, Weary. Yeah. pressure, yes. you know, perform. And yes. listen, I'm 65 years old. That's hard to believe. I feel like I'm like 40. Not that hard for believe, to believe for some of us. I know, I know. <laughs> I, I, I love what I do. 
Yeah. I want to do this as long as they'll let yeah, me. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I'd lead, you know, lot, three out of four weeks and maybe even more, most of the time at my local church. Mm. It's a joy because the gospel never changes. Yep. Yeah. And this this privilege of caring for people's souls the way, you know, God has cared for me through through the gospel, through his word and, you know, the means of those around me. It's just I want other people to get in on yep. this. Yeah. Yep. This is not like, oh, it's such a burden, it's such a, you know, or I feel this pressure, or I feel burned out even. Mm. You know, it's just, it's life-giving. Yeah, it's freeing not to have all the pressure on you to oh, come up with something my. new every week and oh, what's, yes. what's yeah. going to engage people or excite people or whatever it is. I mean, it's just like you're, you're all, you give yourself to that and you're burnt out from that and weary from that. But and there's a better way. <laughs> there is. And I understand that there might be someone listening to this where your pastor is telling you, this is what I want. I was just going to say that. I was just going to say that. Yeah, I was just going to say that, like, I think it might not only just become internally, which most of the time it, it starts internally, yeah, yeah. where this is who I am and what I bring to this place. But I think you can be in a context where I'm wanting to serve faithfully, but I'm getting this yes. pressure yeah. out, externally that says... Can we pick better songs, yeah. or can we do this better? Can we yeah. do this? Can it be more exciting? Yeah. Can it be more exciting? Yeah, whatever. And so, yeah. holding those two realities can be challenging. Of like, you want to be, you want to work hard to be good at, yeah, you know, leading faithfully, but also, where is the priority? You yeah, know, where are the priorities sitting in this this role of being a worship leader? That's the worship leader pastor dynamics podcast. Yes. <laughs> Shameless plug. <laughs> when we get to oh, it. You haven't done it yet. <laughs> no, right. we haven't done it yet. <laughs> but I mean, that that will be a whole, that may be a few conversations. You have a blog post you want to plug on that one I'm too? I'm sure I do somewhere. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, uh, I think that this is going to be a multiple part series. Yeah, it, well, since we haven't even gotten into how to do anything. <laughs> <laughs> so I think um, we... Are going to pause now, but we're going to have a second episode uh, that talks about how do you actually um, shepherd through the songs? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Because I feel like we we sort of got this overall view of why are we talking about this? Yes, yes. What is a priority? Yes. And so I think uh, this next episode can be dedicated to um, how do we do this primarily through song? Right. Yeah, and let me. I just thought of what people, some people have said over the years. You know, you have the list of um, gifts that that the risen Christ has given the church in Ephesians four: apostles, prophets, evangelists, pastors, mm, teachers. Mm. And some have suggested, hopefully humorously, that you should add worship leaders to that list. <laughs> I don't think that's a good idea. To ever add something to the Bible, um, but then we have to find our role within that context, whether or not we are that specific person. This can be mm. someone that, that that a pastor delegates. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's what I think. We're we're kind of we've been delegated this role of pastoring, even teaching to some degree through the songs we lead. And that's what we're talking about. How can someone be more of that person and how can we function that way in the context of the gathering? Wonderful. Excellent. Looking forward to it. Join us for part two and thanks for uh, tuning in. Thank you for listening to Sound Plus Doctrine, the podcast of Sovereign Grace Music. For more information, free sheet music, translations, and training resources, you can visit us at sovereigngracemusic.org.